Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's the deal, man? It's RJ Lamont in the building, AKA RJ always tripping, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Oh, it one produced by RJ, throw the beat away. Two days down in the O, I made 60K. If you think I'm lying, lock me up. All right, so we got RJ Lamont off the porch with us today. What's the deal? RJ Lamont in the building. Yes, sir. How you feeling, bro? Oh, man, I'm feeling good. Feeling Loving this uh, Atlanta weather. Okay. Loving Atlanta vibes. It's always a party out here. Nah, that's what's up, man. What else you got shaking here in Atlanta, man? What else you been up to? Uh, I actually just signed a deal with uh, Archer. I saw that. Yeah, congrats, man. Yeah, so I, um, I came out here to link up with them, and I uh, got to work in their studio for like, they gave me like 10 hours yesterday, so I was in there for like 10 hours just knocking out beats. Okay. A few uh, producers came through, like, uh, Go Grizzly, um, Westside Kari, uh, and then I was about to link up with DJ on the beat, but I think my studio time was almost over. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So how do you like working here in Atlanta compared to back at home in Detroit then? Um, it's the same thing. The only thing I like better is just like, don't nobody really know me out here. So I can kind of like just be in a room just making beats and nobody gonna really walk in and like <laughs> try to interrupt me. Yeah. Unless they just hear like some dope beats. And, but that's also a plus because people will just walk in and just like buy beats, just walk in. Yeah, that's never a bad thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so what's going on in Detroit these days, man? What's life like out there? These days in Detroit, um, how would you describe Detroit these days? It's like Grand Theft Auto. Everybody has a very fast car, a gun, and the police only come in if you got five stars. <laughs> That's how I would describe Detroit. Oh, so you guys are lit. <laughs> no, we lit, we lit. Everybody got Hemis, everybody got Hellcats. Everybody has a Hellcat. <laughs> it's kind of like here in Atlanta, man. Nah, I came out here in Atlanta. Everybody got like, they got Challengers and Chargers, but they got like the V6s, like the they base They ain't models. got the real one, huh? Yeah, they don't got a real one. They have like the one that you get from the rental car place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what was your childhood like growing up in Detroit? What were you into as a kid? Um, I, my cousin was an artist. My cousin was a rapper, so I came up in the music. I'm from the east side too, by the way. Like I'm from the east side of Detroit. Uh, I came from the same neighborhood as like, pretty much all the East Side rappers. We were all, like, we were all from the same neighborhood. So, I mean, life was kind of fun. Music, music started popping up around, like, say, like, 11th grade. That's when, like, um, it, I remember it was, we had, like, this barbershop. It was, like, me, PZ, John Boy, and uh, Dame Dot. We, we all used to go to this barbershop, and inside of this barbershop in the back, it was, like, a studio. Oh, and wow. we would just make, we just do music in there all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so. It was lit, it was pretty lit. It went, um, I never, I ain't gonna say like I just got in trouble. I never got in trouble. I was always away from that. I was always like doing music. And then I had a cousin that was a rapper. He blew up when I was like 13. So from then I was just living, just like, like just living a life since 13 really. 
Who's your cousin? Uh, he a Detroit artist by the name of Tonton. Tone. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he uh, made What Up Though? Yeah. Like yeah. He just opened up his own Coney Island. I saw that, that's crazy. Like Coney Island, yeah. <laughs> that's ridiculous, man. What's crazy is that my grandma, before she passed away, she told him to do that. Really? And he really did it. Now that's yeah. dope. Yeah, I saw he was all over the news for that too, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so did you start off by making beats or were you rapping at first? Now, I, I, well, my cousin was a rapper. So like coming up and you know, you see like he putting his homeboys on, everybody around us doing music. So I knew I was gonna either be like a manager or I was gonna like make beats or just something. And I had an uncle who uh, was making beats. I ain't gonna say nothing about his beats, but he showed me how to make beats. And um, from there I kind of just, um, yeah, I, uh, I made those beats. And then my cousin had an artist that was like closer to my age. So he would just put the artist with me and was just like, you just make all his beats. So I started making his beats and then, um, yeah, we caught a little like hit around the city. Like this before anybody's playing any type of Detroit music. We, we caught a little hit around the city and I just been going since then. But then I uh, got a little older and then I, um, people stopped buying my beats. Cause it's like, it's like 14, 15. Once I hit like 20, 21, like people stopped buying my beats. So um, I started DJing and when I started DJing, I became a DJ so people would buy, I, I basically said, I'm gonna become the hottest DJ and the only way you're gonna get your music spent is if you buy my beats. <laughs> so that was like the plan. That's a good theory right there, yeah. yeah. So I started DJing and then people just started buying the beats because that's the only way you're gonna get it played. Yeah. Yeah. So what did your early beats, what, some of the first beats, what did they sound like? Did they sound like Detroit type beats or? Um, like early, early back when I was doing the stuff with my cousin, that was more so like, um, I was making beats like, she got a donk, which is like so because it was like Soldier Boy time. So like oh, yeah. I was making like Soldier Boy like beats, or just like, or I would make like like G like old Jeezy beats, like beats like that. But then like I linked up with uh, Dame Dot. I linked okay. up with him. He would basically take my beats and be like, Nah, bro, we don't want to rap on that. And he'd just make them sound like Detroit. Like he would take the same exact beats I made and just break them down and make them sound like Detroit. And that's how I kind of got familiar with it. And then it just went from there. Cause that sound been around like. Forever. That used to be the worst sound ever. People used to call them the worst sound in music ever. Yeah, it's weird how big of a 180 that's gone. That people yeah. didn't like that Detroit sound. Now the whole world is up on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could. Uh, I feel like I take credit to that because when I was telling you, like, I became a DJ. I became like a stupid big DJ, like so fast. All I was playing was my own music, and that was just Detroit music. So I started getting around the city. Everywhere you go, all you hear is Detroit music. All you hear is Detroit music everywhere you go. And now nah, it's like huge. Oh, yeah. It's like huge. Like now when I walk in studios, it's like, um, well, they, they want Detroit beats. Mm -hmm. Like before they didn't even want those beats. Yeah, it's like all these rappers coming up with the Detroit flow too. Like yeah. if they get on the beats, they got to rap that yeah. way too. Yeah, they do, they do. I hear a lot of that. People always, uh, they still in the style, but I mean, shit, I don't care. They still getting the beats. So yeah. works for me. Were there any producers that you were a big fan of when you first started out, someone that you maybe had looked up to? Um, I started making beats listening to like KE on the track, Shawty Rich, um, Drummer Boy, people like that. But from where I'm from, um, Helleva did, Helleva was the only person, you, at one point in time, the only person you could get beats from was Helleva. Yeah. Like, he was the only, I think he was like, I ain't gonna say he was one of the first, but he was one of the first person I know to just make beats. And then, so, after Helleva, um, I started hanging out with like Meech and uh, Dame Dot. So Meech and Dame Dot, we kinda was, we was all doing beats together. 
So I can say that, but outside of that, no, nah, I ain't really like a fan of nobody. How much did being a DJ help you as a producer, knowing what the crowd fucks with, what's going to work? Um, it helps a lot. I kind of know what the music supposed to sound like already. But at the same time, it's like, um, you don't really know what a hit is. Because like, you could put out, put out a song, and then that shit, that shit could be trash, and that shit could become a hit. So, but it do help me like, when I'm making beats, make all my beats kind of more hyper, because I be DJing. But uh, it, it really helped when, like, when people are not buying beats, I'm probably DJing a lot. And when people are not booking me to DJ, I'm probably making a bunch of beats. Yeah. So it kind of helped it like that. Like I balance out with one, one pick up the other. Yeah. So how do you balance the two today since you're probably in high demand on both, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, it's actually hard. And I got my kids. So it's like, oh my <laughs> God. So uh, how I'm balancing both today? I, how do I balance it? I don't balance it. I just, I know, like some, like some days I wake up and I just make like 20, 30 beats and then it'll be like, all right, I don't have to make beats no more for about a week. I could just go DJ, do whatever. So I, but sometimes I get backed up and then like right now, like it's like six people need beats for their CDs and shit that I'm trying to get on. So I don't know how to balance it. I just make sure whenever I go to like cities like this, I uh, book a bunch of studio time, like 10 hours, book the whole day. No matter what city I go to, just book the whole day, just be in there making beats all day. And then after that, I could do whatever I want, but I just gotta make the beats first. For sure. So do you prefer to like cook up with the artist present or just have your beats ready and uh, hit the studio with them? Uh, either or, when you hooking up with somebody in front of, them, front of them, the music got a different vibe and they're more willing to just like, if I email you some beats, you're more willing to just be like, nah, I don't like that one, I don't like that. I don't like none of these, send me some more. Yeah. But if I'm in front of you and I play with those same beats, you might just be like, nah, I want that one. So it do help, like I do that a lot. Like most, for the majority of them, yeah, that's how I do it. I just pull up on everybody. I just pull up on you. I uh, fly out of your city, pull up, hop in the studio with you. I mean, I do sell beats through email, but... Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Not so much, like... Because you can't really keep track of those beats, too, because you end up double-selling beats oh, and yeah. stuff. So, no, nah, it's better. You just pull up on them, get the beats right here and there. Yeah. So are you very hands-on a producer when you're present and they're recording over your song? Give them direction or you kind of just let them do that? I kind of just let them do them because I just, like, who am I to tell you that this is going to be trash? Because I'm telling you, I've heard some stuff. Like, I've played some music for people and they'd be like, this is the worst shit I've heard of my life. And then two weeks later, it's the biggest song. <laughs> I just played this for you. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. So how long would you say it kind of took for you to find your sound, the R.J. Lamont sound? Um, it was, well, like, it, it took me, like, like, five, it took me, like, two weeks to learn how to make beats, but it took me, like, five years of, like, just making beats over and over, but you really don't find your sound until you get your first hit. Once you get your first hit, you're like, all right, I'm going to just make all my beats sound like this. <laughs> yeah, if this worked already. Yeah, 
So I say like around lifestyle, it was Dej Loaf, Oberolin, um, Dej Loaf, Oberolin, Dex Osama, it was called Lifestyle. Around that time, that's the same time like like Death on Me, uh, Dex Osama, Death on Me came out. Okay, yeah. So around that time, made that. Once I made those beats, it was kind of like, all right, I'm gonna just keep making beats that sound like these, because yeah. is what people want to hear. Yeah. But it changed. That's that's the problem. If you keep your beats like sounding like the same, it's gonna be good for like a year. But it's it's really gonna be good for like two years in your head. But like a year ago, people kind of was over your sound and they was rapping on some new type of beats. So you kind of got to just keep switching up, listening to all the younger producers like Energy, okay. Baby on the Track, Pablo, all of them. Like listening to their beats, you're like, oh, all right, I need to do what I do, but add some of this to it too. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you feel about other producers making RJ Lamont type beats? Um, that's inspiring, for real. It's crazy because I, it was crazy. I don't even think my beats be that good. I'd be hearing other producer beats and be like, damn, how do you get it to sound like that? But man i don't know for some reason whenever i play like just some of my old just rj sounding beats the artists just always just fuck with those more than when i try to like mix it up the new style yeah. all right so how'd you get these tags man let's start with the the rj always tripping tag um i did a song with calico and he calico he just battled hitman hollow like not too long ago down here i did a, a song with him and before he came on the song, he was like, man, RJ always tripping, RJ always tripping. And when I heard the song, I was like, yeah, this hard. I cut the tag from the beginning, that's how I got that one. Okay. The original one though, the ooh, RJ, mm -hmm. I, um, I was talking to this girl and I had her come to the uh, studio. And I'm like, yeah, we about to lay down some drops. So we laying down drops and stuff, but she, man, long story short, she didn't want to do the drops. Like she got scared in front of the mic. So I'm like, bro, just say ooh, RJ. So she just says it. And then, um, yeah, that's how the original ooh, RJ came. But then once the song started popping off, she hit me up and was kind of like, um, yeah, I need some money. So, <laughs> so I, went and, um, I went to like, like the deep voice guy yeah. and, I found, and I hit him up and he had a girl and I had her say it. So it's the, the one you hear on the songs now is a different one than you used to hear. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I think you got to make one out of the, um, that real line on Toxic, man. I did. That's the new one. You did? Okay. That's the new one. Yeah, I was just listening. I was like, man, he's got to use that, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's the new one on all the new beats. That's like any new song. Like, I just did something with Yachty uh, like a week ago. Okay. That's on that one. Like, all the new songs, that's the tag. No, that's hard right there. Yeah. Even when I DJ, I play that. I play it like all night. That's like my sound. Really? Like, all night, all night. People think I made every song that I DJ. I be playing Ski. They think I made it. <laughs> Uh, so what's it like working with Rio in the in the studio, man? Um, I knew Rio because that was uh, Peasy's artist. But you know, I knew Peasy, so uh, so it was just all love, like all love, like just just off that connection. And, um, yeah, every time I dropped a song with him, it did a million views. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just keep doing songs with you. <laughs> he was looking out too. It's crazy. Like he 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 was actually like looking out, like what he was charging me for the features and stuff. Like one time. He was looking out so much that I just, I just gave him double of what he was asking because I was like, Fuck. oh, for Mr. Toxic, when we did Mr. Toxic, I gave him double of what I gave him for the previous song just because I was like, fuck it, bro, you helped me out. Yeah, nah, for real. Yeah, he's so dope. I'm sure you sit in the studio like, damn, he just said that? Because he be mm -hmm. snapping on them shit. So. He used to record at the studio that I uh, rented a room out in. Oh, for real? Yeah, so I used to see him like every night, all night. All you hear is <laughs> real songs. He really did, like, 
the many features that he say, like, bro, I've never seen nobody. <laughs> but I remember one time I went out of town with them. They was doing features in the car. It was in the car. They had the mic set up in the car, knocking out features, just passing them out, passing them out like testers. <laughs> yeah, because when in that high of a demand, why not? Just knock them all I've out. I've like never seen nobody in that high of demand. Um, how'd you link up with Sada? Uh, I knew Sada like, uh, like 16 or 17 years. Back in the day, we used to be like, um, we used to throw parties and we was in like the same group. So when, when we was in high school, so we kind of was cool from back then. So when I seen him uh, blown up as an artist, uh, it was, it was kind of cool because like I already knew him. And, um, even now, like when I hang out with him now, it's still like when we used to hang out like 16 years ago. Like, like, like yeah, like he don't treat, he, that's one artist that don't treat me like, like he's like stupid famous. Like it's still the same vibes. Like what you doing RJ, pull up, we over here. If he was out here, he'd probably be, he'd probably be over there type, type shit. Yeah. You guys plan to drop a tape? Is that in the works or? It should be. He, he's blowing up huge. Mm -hmm. I um, just did like 11 beats for him. Really? Yeah, with him it's like, if you send him some beats, he gonna use them all. Like every beat you send. So don't send him no beats and send them to somebody else because he's, he's going to use every beat. And you don't know when the song will come out, you don't know who's gonna be on it. So <laughs> you gotta just give him his own stash of beats. Yeah. Yeah, how do you feel about that, um, just waiting for some of these songs to drop? Because I'm sure if they even do send them back to you, you're pretty hyped for these shits to drop, and then man, it could be anywhere for like up to a year, especially like a if year. they're signed. It's always a year. I feel like everything I'm doing right now, I'm not going to even hear it till next year. But that's how I kind of keep you working. But that's the, yeah, that keeps you working, because you'll work this whole year, and the music ain't going to come out to next year, and then it might not get big to the year after. Yeah. So that's just the game. But nowadays, it seems like these songs blowing up so much quicker. Like I've seen people get like three million in like three weeks type shit now. So, so the, what's your connection with TF, the family? Oh, um, well, you know, from when I started, when I first started, uh, I started off with them. So I had like been with them from the beginning, and you know, like some some of the songs that kind of like built the label was like like all the Lonnie songs, like Talk That Shit, Whatever oh, yeah. I Say, all the songs I did the beats for. So I, I kind of just been locked in for life with them. Like we just locked in. And then like my crib, their studio used to be my crib. For like, like my crib used to be their studio. So we we used to uh, just knock on songs every day, every day, every day. Everybody come through. That's how I met majority of everybody in the industry. Cause um, yeah, TF is kind of a big label now. Oh yeah. And even now, like it's even getting bigger. Like now they got TJXX, I'm like damn. And uh, yeah, any label room I walk in, I just say I'm part of TF and they kind of just let me in. If they didn't already know me from just doing the beats. Mm -hmm. For sure. You and Lonnie gonna drop another tape, man? I just talked to him last week. Uh, first, I'm gonna just get a couple singles with him. Okay. I'm about to send him some more beats this week, but we do need to drop Talk That Shit 3, like ASAP. Like ASAP, ASAP, ASAP. I need to tap in. You probably just sparked the idea that I need to call him now. Like it's time to drop. <laughs> it talk is that shit up, yeah. It is time. Yeah. Uh, do you have a story about Paid Will you could share with us? Rip Paid, but a good story. What's a good story? Oh, he man, what's crazy is like he's like like seven years younger than me, and he introduced me to uh, weed. I never smoked weed before until I met him. <laughs> really? It's crazy. He was way younger than me. I'm like, who's How this long kid? ago was He was this? like a kid, bro. I swear. He had to be no older than like 
15, like literally no older than 50. The first time I met Band Game, the first person I met was Paid. That was the first okay. person I met. So I, I uh, met Band Game, oh, I met Paid. Paid told me to pull up to the studio. They're smoking backwoods. I had never smoked a backwood in my life. <laughs> All I know is they smoke so many backwoods that when, it, uh, when Pootie walked in the room, TF, mm -hmm. as soon as he walked in the room, he started talking to me and all I heard was wah, 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 like, bro. So I had never got high before, before I had, uh, met them. And then, um. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Or I remember one time we was on tour in uh, Akron and um, I was driving a rental car and we just made a stop and it, was, it just happened to be like a pet store right there or something. And they, um, they grabbed some crickets and while I'm driving in the middle of driving, paid them, paid them Mazo in the back, they, they throw crickets on me in the middle of while I'm driving. <laughs> Bro, I throw the car in the fucking park, hop out the car and just start running. So I dropped the rental car key. We drive like to another city and then we realize that we dropped the key. <laughs> you don't have the keys. We so have we'll to turn around up. and go all the way back and get the key. That's wild right there, bro. Yeah, pay, pay, pay with good people always. Yeah, long live paid, man. Um, who's some of the other artists are you working with right now? You mentioned Yachty just jumping on something. Yeah, um, pretty much everybody. Uh, I was on YBN Nightmare City. Where you? The okay. one that just dropped. I had two songs on that city. Oh, shit. I'm asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who else? Um, tapped in with Draco the Ruler, Blue Bloods Clan, um, uh, PZ, working on new stuff with PZ, new stuff with Sada. Um, I'm gonna be on Vezo New City, it's about to come out. Okay. Um, who else did I just tap in recently with? Filthy Rich, I did some stuff with him recently. Um, I'm just trying to get some bigger placements. Now I'm just trying to get like some, like some stupid placements, type shit. So I'm just uh, I've been collabing with a lot of producers. Like I'd be collabing with uh, FKI first. Okay. Collab yeah. with him a lot and uh, try to get some placements that way. But that's probably the biggest artist right now. I can just think of the top of my head. Okay. Yeah. 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 So what's it been like watching this Detroit music scene blow up these last what two three years now? Maybe four. It's crazy because I remember like when I was with like uh, Band Gang and um, I remember when we first started dropping videos on YouTube and we got our first YouTube check and it was for so much money that we was like, oh my God, we dropped 30 videos in 30 days, literally. <laughs> and then uh, like to see it now, like um, like really paying off. Like, I mean, like we was making money, but it's like, bro, you could really like, it was like a side hustle back then, but now it's like, bro, you could really just make a career out of this. Like, oh, yeah. they're eating this Detroit shit up. Like, this Detroit shit is the biggest thing ever right now. And yeah, like, I, I know a few, man, I know people that turn, they, they turned their whole life around just off Detroit music. Absolutely, yeah. Why do you think it took so long for people outside of Detroit to catch on to that sound? Mm, I don't know. I don't know why it took so long. I think it was when, when more of the when more of the outside rappers started tapping in with us, that's really what helps. But um, mm -hmm. 
It was first day out though. It was right after oh, first yeah. day out. Absolutely. I swear. I no, I, I literally remember how I was living before first day out came out and how I was living after first day out came out. It was just like, this is crazy. This is crazy. After that, anybody could pop. It's like, like everyone did too. Yeah, everybody just started popping off. And like, and you know, in Detroit, that's all we listen to is just Detroit music. Mm-hmm. So like when you hear outside of Detroit, it's like, like last night I went to a club, I went to uh, Platinum. Went there and I heard like, just to hear like Babyface Ray, Vezo, Sada, just all this stuff getting played in there. It's like, and these are just like regular songs. Like they didn't, before, when I first heard those songs, they didn't even know I was there. Once I told them I was there, they played more. But <laughs> before that, like they're just regularly playing Detroit music now. Yeah. And I never thought I'd hear that. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. What's some of the hottest songs that you spin in Detroit right now? From Detroit artists? Yeah. Um, I think the PZ Real Flow Okay. And PZ Build a Bear is two of the most requested songs. Um, anything from Sada kind of kind of go crazy because it just hype you up. Um, especially the ones I did like Pressing and Dumbass. Um, what else is big? Um, what should be some of the biggest songs in the D? What's some of the biggest songs in the D? Yeah, that's another one. And um fucking um anything oh up the score. That's a big song. Oh, yeah. Up the score. Up the score is a yeah. huge song. Um Yeah, pretty much anything from Doug, forty two Doug. He he got a lot of bangers. Um especially like dog food. Um Detroit music as a whole is just like, man, it's just like, it's like all hits right now. Like it's like everybody's just dropping a song and just dropping a song. This is, oh, Rio, oh my God. Rio, that's every song. Oh, Rio and YNJ, that's like all you hear. For real. Rio, YNJ, that's like, bro, that's like, that's like the most overplayed stuff I can say. Yeah. What'd you think of YNJ the first time you heard him? Mm, I got it, I, I got it. And then, um, I thought it was over the top, but then I'm not even gonna lie. So one time I was blowed, and I started acting like him to like like to like some girls, and, and they just got lit. So I was like, oh my, I, I see why he be on this. Like, bro, the girls love this shit, bro. He making music for girls and 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 fans, like real life, just fans. So I see it. It, it ain't more so just like, I kind of like it though. I ain't gonna lie, I like it. Y and J, Y and J popping. Then I see he getting he get like big artists on his stuff like he oh, getting absolutely. like little Corey Lerae. Corey Lerae. I'm like YJ popping and uh, it's another one uh, BFP Pacman. Okay, yeah, yeah, popping. That that Flint movement is like a whole because that's like you know that's like 45 minutes from Detroit, so that ain't mm-hmm. even like the same area. But they got their own movement. Absolutely, and they got rappers like they got Crispy Life, yep. RMC Mike, Rio. Yeah, that one city popped off for like seven artists in one year. Yep. That's crazy. Only like two or three artists from Detroit pop off a year. Yeah, because yeah, I know when I, we post YNJ on the IG, it's either people love them or they hate them. There's like no in between. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, this shit's definitely I get it dope. though. Like, I get it. I get it. I get it. YNJ, that boy popping. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so when you're DJing the club, how do you deal with like drunk people coming up to you and requesting the song? Oh, I, um, I have to have a security guard. I mean, I just, yeah, at this point, I just have to have a security guard because uh, I don't know what a drunk person to do. <laughs> yeah, you never know what a drunk person to do. 
So, but I mean, I'm still a people person, so I kind of know how to deal with people. Like, I don't know, talk to you, see what you want. Usually, um, I mean, if you're drunk and you want to hear something, just give me some money. That's usually the best way, right? I just play it. Just give me some money. I just play it right now. <laughs> All right, so you mentioned being a father. What has fatherhood taught you about life? Um, to have, like, your shit together. Like, you got to have a house. She got to have somewhere to come to. She got to, you need a car because you got to be able to pick her up. So it just teaches you, like, get your shit together. It's, uh, I'm really living life through her because I didn't make so many beats. It's like, man, I mean, I didn't make so many beats, DJ, so many parties. It's like, I mean, it's all the same thing. Like, when I go to a different city, different cities, all the same thing. Walk in the studio, make some beats. Walk in the club, get everybody hyped. So that's, so I'm more so be living life through her, like, like I tell her, like, I mean, like, like I put her on her first plane, like, not too long ago, stuff like that. Or you wanna dress up, we dress up, we play cops and robbers, dress up, so. I don't know, it's fun. It's fun. I, I enjoy fatherhood. Right now I'm on like a, uh, I got her for like two weeks, so it's like, I do gotta get home. Cause there you go. she, uh, she's calling me right now and she got her own iPad. That's what's crazy how the kids are like so much more advanced now. Like she oh, has absolutely. her own iPad. She just called me like, hey bro, like, when are you coming to get me? Come <laughs> get me now. Get on the airplane and come pick me up. She just says something like, um, when the sun go down, when it come back up and it's light outside, you should be here to get me, right? Like, all right, I'm on my way, Riley. So it's fun, it's fun. She got her own personality, I love it. Yeah, no, that's dope. What else you working on, RJ? What else is coming up for you, bro? Um, I still like dropping my own songs. I've been dropping my own songs, like like the songs you heard real, those mm -hmm. are my songs. Yeah. So I like to put out my own songs. Outside of that, I'm just trying to get way bigger placements. That's the biggest thing, is just getting bigger placements, knocking more shit out, doing more shit with bigger artists, traveling, DJing bigger parties. Um, yeah, that's really it, and taking care of my kid. Running it up. Feel that. All right, any shout outs you want to give before we wrap it up, RJ? Um, let's give a shout out to myself, man. Follow me on Instagram at RJ Lamont, R J L A M O N T. I got the littest Instagram page ever. But yeah, that's really the only shout out I want to give. Oh, it one produced by RJ, throw the beat away. Two days down in the O, I made 60K. If you think I'm lying, lock me up and throw the key away. You take me yesterday. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.